Hey folks, Andrew Packer here and welcome to another edition of Trading Tips. If you've just been paying attention to the stock market this year and all the ups and downs there, you may have overlooked a very important news item and one that's getting a lot of concern and even some attention elsewhere in the markets. And that idea is one that relates to the bond market. Specifically, it's the idea of negative interest rates. And while that sounds scary, and while the amount of money invested in bonds that carry a negative interest rate is growing, it's not necessarily as bad as it appears. So let's just you know, do a little quick back of the envelope math and just see you know, kind of what it looks like. So imagine that you buy a bond for $100, and this is your principal. It's what you're going to get back when the bond comes due. And let's just say, normally, you would get 2% a year for three years, and then you would get your $100 back. So over that period of time, your $100 becomes $106. And depending on how you want to calculate the math, we would just say on kind of a simple interest uh, basis, you'd be making about 2% a year. So this is normal, pretty standard, uh, basic finance 101 stuff. But the world that we're living in today, where investors have been a little more fearful, uh, they've been willing to put a little more money into the bond market at higher prices, what if you were willing to pay more than 100? What if you were willing to pay, say, 108? Well, in that case, you're still going to get your $2 a year every year. But at the end of this, this year three, you're only going to get your $100 back. You're going to lose $8 here and make 6 here. So you're still going to come out with 106 but you're still going to be overall, you're going to be down $2 over three years. That's how you get to a negative interest rate, even on an asset that, that still essentially pays you income while you wait. It's a function of overpaying going in and paying too high a price. And it's an area where it sounds scary, but you know, if you're investing a lot of money in the bond market, you're probably a cautious investor to begin with. You don't necessarily want the risk of buying uh, a stock right now and going through another 2008 situation where over the next three years you could lose 10 to 15 to 20% of your money in the stock market. Relative to those kinds of returns, these kinds of payments actually look like a, you know, like a, a slightly better option right there. And of course, let's also bear in mind that right now, a lot of this is just sovereign debt. And sovereign is just a term meaning they're government bonds. These are bonds in countries around the world that are seeing some very slow growth rates and that are trying to stimulate their economies. So most of the buyers of these sovereign bonds and paying these negative interest rates uh, are essentially central bankers. So they're essentially helping out the economy and they're creating a sort of you know, stealth uh, policy to help boost their economies by, by undertaking these actions and essentially locking in a loss for themselves to do so. That said, because the amount of money invested in these bonds has been rising pretty steadily year to date from about $15 trillion to about $19 trillion, we're getting to a point where you know there are probably a few things you should uh, do when looking at this trend and a few ways to invest and a few investment ideas that actually might make sense to help profit from this trend. So what are these policies that could do well under this negative interest rate world that we seem to be increasingly getting mired in? Well, let's find out after a quick word from our partners at the Oxford Club. Hi, this is Alexander Green, Chief Investment Strategist for the Oxford Club. Just for a moment, I'd like you to picture the perfect stock. No doubt it would have hundreds of billions in revenue, more than IBM, Facebook, and Google. It would probably be a leader in cutting-edge technology like smartphones and robotics. It would be on the verge of dozens of blockbuster announcements. But most of all, it would be ultra-cheap trading at less than $3 a share. Now, it may seem crazy that such a stock exists, but it does. 
It's a cutting-edge tech company that has made deals worth hundreds of millions of dollars with Nokia, Microsoft, and Cisco, and a $29.2 billion deal with Apple. It's set to create 50,000 new jobs right here in America, and Donald Trump even calls it the eighth wonder of the world. Yet you've likely never even heard of the stock. Why? Because it trades under a secret name. To find out how this secret $3 stock can help you retire, simply go to retireononestocknow.com. That's retireononestocknow.com. All right, welcome back. So we've looked at negative interest rates and how it's really just a function of sort of overpaying. But, you know, there are a few other kind of things that are moving parts as well, like, you know, interest getting paid along the way. Uh, looking at that and looking at the potential rise and increase in negative interest rates around the world, including potentially the United States if our economy slows enough, uh, there are a few different places where we could invest. The first and foremost, and it seems a little weird to say so, is the bond market itself. After all, the person who's paying $108 here and knows they're going to lose $2 over the course of three years uh, is essentially you know, taking on the bet that, you know, what if somewhere down the line here, I can sell this bond instead of 108 I can just sell it at 112 Then it doesn't necessarily matter how much interest that they make. They're still going to be able to make some, some of a profit to begin with. And I think ultimately when people look at the rise of the negative interest rate policies around the world and the potential for it to sort of get worse before it gets better, uh, it absolutely would make sense to buy bonds with the expectation that the price of the bond will continue to rise. Because after all, when we talk about bonds, you know, they're usually, we talk about them in terms of their yields, but really when the yields are going down, that means the price is going up. So it absolutely makes sense to look at bonds as an investment and a potential buy right now. Now, for most stock investors who want to make some wild and crazy trades, it's not necessarily the most attractive place to be right now. But, you know, it could become a very uh, speculative place to invest in the next few years. And it could essentially be the next place to have a bubble to burst. And in the process of that bubble, that's where you get these huge outsized returns. So don't count out the bond market just quite yet because this trend is just beginning. Now, looking at all of this mess and, and the interest involved and the change in prices and all of those factors, there's actually another asset that could do pretty well here in this type of environment, and that's gold. We've already looked a little bit at gold in prior videos. It's had a great run in 2019. It's doing better than stocks. Over the past three years, the gold market has been trending up, and things like negative interest rates make gold look more attractive because when you buy gold, you actually you're just getting a lump of rock. There's no cash flow to analyze here. If you're paying, say, $15.50 an ounce right now for a lump of metal in a world where interest rates can continue to become negative and negative and negative, the 0% built-in interest rate in gold is starting to look more and more attractive relative to what's happening in the sovereign bond market. So I see gold as another big potential winner here and one that is likely to continue higher. Uh, I think we're getting into a stage in the gold market rally where the physical metal has started to move enough. It's attracted enough investor interest. You're actually going to be very well off buying some of the gold mining companies here. They're doing much better this year on a percentage basis, uh, but they're still down over a three-year period when you know gold has started to move up off of its recent lows. And of course, finally, in a world where you're getting these negative yields, anything with a positive yield, such as stocks, are going to be one of the best places to be in. Look, uh, and when it comes to stocks, if you find some great companies that have a history of growing their dividend payments over time, and you hold those shares long enough, 
you're essentially buying not necessarily a bond where you get a guaranteed return at the end, but you're buying an asset where maybe you put $100 in and you get $2 one year, but then the next year you get $3 because they raise the dividend, and then the year after that they raise it to $4. And if the dividend keeps going up, eventually the price of the shares is going to continue to go up as well. So you get both capital gains and income. But this is a very limited group of stocks. There's really only a few hundred companies out of the thousands out there uh, that have a history of even paying dividends that grow somewhat consistently over time much less with the consistency of what's called the dividend aristocrats. But in a world of negative interest rates, you know, these stocks could surge even higher because as long as they pay a dividend and there's no guaranteed returner of your par value like there is with the bond market, it's impossible for these guys to have a negative yield. Now, companies can cut their dividends and the yield can go to zero, but if that does happen and you have enough capital gains along the way, you can still make a better profit than you necessarily might looking at the bond market. So looking at the world of negative interest rates, uh, it sounds kind of more scary than it is, and there's actually some big opportunities. Uh, I think this will give us a huge bubble in the bond market, particularly a lot of sovereign debt going in the future, but that's a great you know, potential place to speculate in the coming months. And then in the meantime, you can protect yourself with gold and companies uh, that just have common stocks that have a history of growing their dividends over time. That's going to give you the best protection, really, no matter what the market does. So if you're focused on some of these longer term uh, investments versus shorter term, that's how you would play this trend. So that'll wrap things up for this edition of Trading Tips. Until next time, I'm Andrew Packer, wishing you good trading and good financial health.